0: didn't say Sabbath. We said, good morning and happy Sabbath. Happy. Good morning. Good morning.
1: If that's happy, we in trouble. <laughs>
0: okay. Happy is an experience. It is a reality. It is our existence. We are happy because there is a Sabbath. We are happy because there is a God of the Sabbath. We are happy because God is allowing us to enter into his throne room today. So when we say happy Sabbath, we all ought to rejoice and say happy Sabbath. happy Sabbath. Now see, that's a little better, isn't it? <laughs> Amen. Amen. See, because we ought to celebrate these holy convocations we get every week. We celebrate this opportunity we can come together and look into his word without somebody coming down on our heads. Because you'll look back on this day and say, man, I wish it was like the old days. When we could just come together in peace. Because they're crying peace and safety. So we know something's about to happen. Amen. Amen. Especially in the time that we live in, Christ referred to it as the days of Noah. Uh, as in the days of Noah. And also in the book of Malachi, it talked about it just a little bit, about what was going to happen on God's part. See, we, all, we, we focus a lot on, on what the world is doing and, and how the prophecy is being fulfilled. But remember, in that prophecy, there is a line of activity on the side of God. Amen. And so let's go to, going to Malachi chapter 4 this morning. We'll begin in Malachi chapter 4 because he asked a question today. He said, where is Elijah? And I think, okay, Lord, that's, that's, that's a pretty deep question. But he said, uh, we, we, we were sitting there in line, I said, Lord, okay, uh, you didn't give it to me last night. You uh, didn't give it to me at four this morning. Uh, Lord, uh, you know, it's about a quarter to seven, uh, you know, uh, Lord. And he finally said, where is Elijah? I said, that's all I need. Okay, let's go. So we get up, we hit our knees and say, okay, Lord, let's go. What we got today? And boom, 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 boom. See, It's it's always good to know that God speaks. And when he speaks, then you relax. It's just when I don't hear the voice of God is when I get a little unrelaxed. So we get God. He said, where's Elijah? And so he said, go to Malachi chapter 4. And we're going to start at verse 4. And the brother was breaking down what was uh, what we needed to know, especially for where we live today. And he said, verse 4 of Malachi 4 said, Remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb, for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. He said, look, during this time I need you to remember these things. He said, I need you to remember these things. Just like he said, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. He said, I need you to remember the law of Moses. And first 5 says, Behold, I will send you someone. He said, I will send you Elijah the prophet. Before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and He shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth, smite the earth with a what? Curse. With a curse. He said, "I will give you Elijah before this great day." So I said, "Lord, well, you said you're going to give us Elijah," and so He said, well, "Why don't you find out who Elijah was and what?" He did. See, we normally read this scripture, oh, the fathers, the children, the children to the fathers, and everything is going to be, you know, kumbaya. He said, you need to find out who Elijah was, what I had him doing, and what I'm going to have you doing. Now, I want you to understand before we we start formulating in our minds, because a lot of times we hear sermons and we try to see where we are in it. And so we we sit there and start saying, well, I'm going to be Elijah. or I'm going to become Elijah. We need to study and figure out how we can, as a collective body, be Elijah. Because I tell you this, you don't really want to be this. Because you don't really know what this is. Elijah went through a few things, did he not? Mm -hmm. Elijah had to stand for unpopular positions. And Elijah had to do it in the face of kings. He had to do it with widow women. He had to do it on every level. He had to stand for the right and for the truth, and it became a little interesting for him. But we're gonna find out this Elijah fella. In 1 Kings, let's start there. The first time you hear the word Elijah is in 1 Kings chapter 17, and it's so funny because this was the story of his life. <laughs> Elijah chapter Elijah. <laughs> Kings chapter 17. In verse 1, everybody there? Elijah 17, verse 1, it says, Elijah the what? Tishbat, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, and said unto Ahab, and who was Ahab? King. He was a king of Israel. He said, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Wow. First time you hear Elijah do anything, he is at the king's place saying, it's not going to rain because that's what God said. Now, you remember we studied about uh, 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 Malachi. We studied about uh, uh, Daniel and how important it was to, when you're in the king's presence, to always be of a happy countenance, right? Or you lose your head. Well, Elijah never had that experience. God told him, go tell the king this king don't want to hear this. The king don't want to hear this conversation I'm about to have with him. But Ahab had gone in the wrong direction. Did he not? But he had to have, God has to have an Elijah every time people turn their backs on the word of God. There must be an Elijah because there's always an Elijah message. Amen? But we have to understand collectively how we can be giving the Elijah message. And we can only give the Elijah message when we become more like Elijah. Now, why was it necessary to have an Elijah message? Go one chapter back. 1 <laughs> Kings 16. Why was Elijah necessary? Now, we're in 1 Kings chapter 16, verse 30. Why is this, me- what, excuse me, was this message necessary? Why was there a reason to have someone who stands for the right in the midst of the wrong? First Kings chapter 16, verse 30, it said, And Ahab, the son of Omri, did what? Evil. evil in the sight of the Lord, above all that were before him. Man, that sounds like today. Because there's some things going on today that has, hasn't happened recently, we'll say. At least in the history of this country. In the last 250 years, America has been evil, but it hadn't been as evil. <laughs> Amen. This is this is some new territory for this country, and where this country goes, so goes the world. And so there's a, there's an activity here that were all that were before him. In verse 31, it says, "And it came to pass as if it had been a light thing." See, Ahab had done wrong. And he said, it came to pass that if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the sons of Nebat, he said, that would have been enough wrong. But what did he do? He took to wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbel, king of the Zidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. He married Jezebel. Lady named Jezebel. After a god. Baal. Jezebel was a a daughter of a king, and, and he married a Zidonian. A Zidonian was known not to follow what? It was no secret. When you married a Zidonian, you knew you were not getting no no God. You were getting another God. Brothers and sisters. Be careful who you marry. You marry Jezebel, forget it. As my father used to say about something, he said, that's the end of that. <laughs> you get hooked up with Jezebel, Jezebel will have you building groves. And that what happened to Ahab? Uh, a daughter of Ethbel, the king of Zidon, he, he went and served Baal and worship him. Verse 32 says, and he reared up an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he had built in He said he built a house for the other god. And this is the king of what? Israel. Do you kind of see now there needed to be an Elijah around? Because as the king goes, so goes the nation. Right? So the whole nation was off because of what Ahab was doing. Verse 33, And Ahab made a grove, and Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. When we see this activity, we know there's need for who? Elijah. Ahab. And when you get a chance, I need go ahead and read 1 Kings 16, 17, 18, and 19. That's your homework. I mean, for the day. It's some fascinating stuff goes on in those chapters. You never had to turn television on again if you just read those four chapters. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a need for Elijah because they had turned their back in the face of God. Now see, there's a difference between turning your back to God, but in the face of God, you turn. He, God says, here's your plan. He says, I know you said that, but I'm not going to do it. Matter of fact, not only am I not going to do what you said, I'm going to do what the God of the Sidonians Z- said to. outright rebellion against the Word of God, or where the Word of God was supposed to be. The word of God used to hang out in America. I'm not saying that the founding fathers were Christians. I'm not saying any of that. But America had a shot because there were people who were trying to do what God said to. Guess what happened? Now America has turned its back on the God that these many years. And we have evil as we've never seen it before. Things are happening so rapidly, so rapidly, that you can't even get used to the last group of sin. They throw another one on you. Man, I just got used to them. Oh, now some more people coming. I just got used to this behavior, now this behavior. It's coming rapidly. We have passed the tipping point. Oh, strap in. It's going to be a bumpy ride. But that's why we need Elijah. See, the spirit of Elijah is coming. It's already started. You are here because the spirit of Elijah is coming. It's rising up in you. That Elijah message that says, oh, ho, oh, oh. ho. <laughs> no, that's wrong. God said it was wrong, and we're going to stand for the right. Go back. The, the spirit. See, this spirit of Elijah is a Reformation spirit. It's a spirit that understands that there is a way, and that way is not being followed, and it needs to go back to the way. It's a forming spirit. We get that? Amen. Now, the first time we see that spirit of Elijah or the spirit that was in Elijah, you can even go back to Genesis chapter 1. Mm. Go to Genesis one. Genesis one. See, there was an issue with what we call now the earth. In the beginning, what did it say? God created the heaven and the earth. In verse two, and the earth was without what? Form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the what? Deep. Darkness, are we living in darkness? We are in an environment of darkness with no form and it's void of understanding. But what happened? And the spirit of who? God moved upon the face of the waters. See what that spirit was? It's been around a long time. The Holy Spirit in Elijah stood up and said, we're in the midst of darkness, but there's going to be some glorious light. And that's why you don't need to be afraid this morning. There's going to be some glorious light. See, as dark as it gets, that's how bright it's going to be when he calls his people to be Elijah in this dark world, it's gonna shine as the sun, and you're gonna shine like the sun. Okay, I'll say hallelujah and amen. Amen, I thank God he's chosen us. You don't wanna shine, don't worry, you'll have an opportunity to sit in the basement. As we were reading, uh, Sister Shaw was reading in the testimony reading, He said, don't go to the basement and complain that it's dark. Don't be be worried about it gloomy when you insist on going to the gloomy places. God says, I need a people who want to shine. I need a people who's going to shine for me. I need some Elijahs this morning. Go to 1 Kings 17. Back to 17. 17. Need somebody that wants to shine. And when I say that, I don't mean you want to be popular. I don't mean you want to be the star. You just want to do God's will. And in this sin-cursed, dark world, somebody's going to shine. Those who will give their heart to the Lord. Those who don't mind to have the characteristics of this man that nobody liked. When we read about a little more about Elijah, Elijah was not a very popular person with anybody. It wasn't because he was mean. It's because the whole world was darkness and he was walking around as light. You want to get people upset with you? Walk in the light. And not your own light. Walk in the light that's in you. First Kings, let's go to 17. We're going to start at 2 now. He said, and the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence. This is a characteristic. Something that we need to know if we're going to be a collective body that will shine, as Elijah showed. He said, and the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook. Shareth, that is, before Jordan, and it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook, Shareth, that is, before Jordan. Now see, here's the two characteristics that you must have if we are going to be a collective body for the Lord. You got to trust him, and you got to obey him. He was just in the king's place, and he said, Now, I want you to leave the king's place. You need to go out way out there and wait on me. Elijah knew there was no food out there. Elijah knew there was very little water out there. It was going to run out soon. But Elijah was obedient to the instruction of God, and he believed in God. Now, you read the rest of it, did God feed him with ravens? He didn't eat ravens. The ravens brought food to him. And he drank from the the water. So you have to do what? You got to obey and you got to trust if you're going to be Elijah or you want to be part of the collective body that gives this last message to the world. See, I know you've been watching stuff and all you see is darkness. But you know how bright it is when the, when the light starts shining in darkness. If I had a, a pen light right now in this room, you would barely see it. But if it was midnight and all the lights were off, it would be a very bright light. Amen. That's how we're going to be. Because it's dark out here, and we're going to stand for the right and be the light that God asks us to be. Absolutely. But you've got to be what? You've got to be obedient, and you've got to trust it. Amen. Also, you've got to be connected to Him. We read about that this morning about the the pond lily who who has its stem all the way down to the life-giving source. It doesn't try to feed on the fungus around it. It feeds from where the food, the good food, comes from. We must be connected with our God. Stay in Kings 17. Let's keep going. Verse 12. Now, we know this. This is the part when, 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 when Elijah came and there was no food anywhere, and this, oh, this widow lady had, had a little meal. We know the, the account, right? And, and, and she had just told this guy, you know, hey, it's rough out here. But let's see what else can happen and what else does happen when you're connected. He said, because he was obedient and he trusted God, and God, when the water ran out, God had told him, now, I got a widow woman down there. I want you to go see her. She'll take care of you. The window, window, window woman did not know that was her assignment. But let me show you how this works when you flow in the will of God. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 12. And he, she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake. Because he asked him for some water and a, make me a little cake. You know, He said, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat. Boy, this doesn't sound like she was having a good day. She had, everything was gone. Everything was bad. The whole, everybody around her was broke. It was terrible. She said, I am giving up. I'm going to eat this cake. I'm going to get these two sticks. I'm going to light this fire. We're going to make this hot water bread, and that's going to be the end of it. Doesn't sound like a lady of faith, does it? But let's see what this lady did. Let's keep reading. Verse 13, Elijah said unto her, Go and do as thou hast said, but make me therefore a little cake first. How that lady like, I done told you. I don't have enough for me and, my, and you. But watch what she did. He said, "Therefore, a cake first, and bring it unto me. And after, make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel: the barrel of the meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth." See, the Lord has stopped the rain, but He takes care of His people in drought. Guess who had had that experience just a while ago? It was Elijah, because he was sitting out there and birds were bringing him food. So he was connected with God. He had the faith and trust in God so he could speak with authority of God. He said, look, make me a cake, lady. And she crossed over to faithful when she made the cake. It didn't make sense to her. He said, hold on I don't have enough for us. Now you're telling me first to make you a cake and then before I make the other cakes, there's not that kind of meal, man. But he said, thus saith the Lord God of Israel. And that's the authority we need to speak with. Elijah didn't make this up. He had already, God had already talked to him about this lady. That's why he sent, her, he sent him down there. He said, I'm following God. Elijah didn't say Thus saith the Lord if the thus slay of the Lord wasn't true. If the Lord didn't say it, that's why he can speak with such authority and confidence. He can look at that handful of meal and say, it's going to be a barrel full. I'm not worried about it because God said, say this. Are we connected that way? That we can hear the voice of God and we can stand and speak thus saith the Lord? This is what Elijah had and this is what we need. Amen? Amen? Now let's see what happens. Verse 15. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, but it was not Elijah's saying, it was God speaking through his servant. Reason why we're in such a mess in our lives. Where are the servants of God? Those who speak thus, saith the Lord. Those who, who, who stand there and say, the Lord said this. I don't care about the consequences. We need more servants of God. He said, look, and she and he and her house did eat, what, today? And they died, right? They ate many days. days. Why? Because God commanded it. We got to get out of this mentality that, that God is weak, that God is allowing but cannot prevail. God allows all this foolishness to happen, but he's still a prevailing God. He is your God. He is your provider. He is your protector. So no matter what the darkness is telling you, run to His glorious light, and you'll be okay. Mercy. Verse sixteen, and the barrel of meal wasted not; neither did the crews of oil fail, according to the word of who, which He spake. By Elijah, he was connected. He had faith. He trusted. He was obedient. He didn't make up any extra words. Lord said this, say that. Do you know if you do that, how powerful that circumstance becomes? I was going to say how powerful you become, but I don't think we're ready for that word in us in the same sentence. How powerful God's word is through us. Just by saying the Lord said, and actually the Lord saying it. We have to speak this into existence. When we're around here murmuring and complaining and being depressed, we are speaking defeat. We don't have time for defeat now. Only victories. So why do we look like a defeated people, Brother Al? Everybody? Hey, victorious, overcomers. This is what we are. You just hadn't caught up with it yet. God promised this for us. Catch up with the promise. Amen? So this is the spirit of Elijah. Elijah had this thing. He was connected. He understood what God was saying and what he wanted to do. That's why when the big test came, there was no big deal. Stay in 17. Let's go down to 17. 1 Kings 17. Let's go to 17. Before he left the house. (laughs) See, the miracle of the the meal and the oil and, and everybody eating, that was great. But it wasn't over yet. Verse 9, 17 says, And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick. And his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. What do we call that? Yeah. <laughs> when no breath is in you, that's the problem. Verse 18, And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Are thou come to me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? See, there was some issue. And who gets blamed when there are issues? God. And so she said, you come here to do this. I know I'm wrong. because Elijah had a reputation to tell people, y'all wrong. <laughs> and she said, you come here to do that? My, my, my son dies because? But Elijah said, hold on. First 19, he said Give me that. Son. And he took him out of her bosom, and carried him up into a loft where he evolved. And okay, laid him was- apart his own bed, Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came unto him again, and he what? (coughs) Revived. Oh, that's connected. See, that's connected. He said, Give me. Do you know what it takes to do that? See, we get nervous when it's time to perform something like this. We start looking at our past and we start looking at our checklist. Lord, I ain't holy enough. You think Elijah was holy enough? We read a scripture somewhere we're going to read today. It says he was subject to like passions we were. He said, look, it ain't you, Elijah, it's me. And if you're following me, watch my power work through you. God's going to ask us to do things that are not going to make sense to our intellect. We're going to doubt ourselves. But don't doubt yourself so much you don't obey. We know it's not us. Feel terrible if you want to. Say, Lord, I'm not worthy. All that is true, but obey the Lord. And this is what Elijah did. He said, Lord, let this spirit come back to this boy. And guess what? He lived again. Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. Now watch what this woman said. Verse 24 says, And the woman said to Elijah, now by this I know that thou art a man of God, and that the word of the Lord is where? In thy mouth, in thy mouth is what? Is truth. Why do you think we need Elijah? Because there are people who need to make this statement. If we don't have any Elijahs, if we don't have these experiences, then the people will be left in darkness. Where is Elijah this morning is the question. Are we going to understand this morning that we have to be this, that we have to be faithful, that we have to trust him, that we have to be obedient, that we have to be connected? These are the things that are required for us in these last days that we're going to dispel this darkness that's in this earth because you're going to be faced with this constantly now. Constantly because it's getting worse. It's getting darker. Let's go to 1 Kings 18. What we're talking about is the necessity of Elijah because of the darkness of this world, and do we have what it takes to stand collectively for God in this sin-cursed dark world. But one thing about Elijah, not only did he have these characteristics, but something else came. He was persecuted because he possessed these characteristics. Do you know that when you live in hell, being heavenly is dangerous? But you have no option at this point. Unless you want to go all the way what they call the dark side. It gets it get, it get swallowed up. Do you know the dark side is not a good place to be? See, right now we've been in the dark side under mercy and the protection of God even when we were doing what? The foolishness. Anybody ever been foolish in their life? <laughs> <laughs> and what did God do? He even held you in the darkness. Because without his hand, we would be totally given over to the darkness. Some of us were expert darkness people. We knew how to work the darkness. But we didn't know the darkness was really working us. So what we're standing here today saying, if you now choose to go to the darkness, you're going to be very dark. We're in 1 Kings 18. Let's let's start at verse 1. 1 Kings 18, he was persecuted. And verse 1 says, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Now go, show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. See, Ahab really didn't want to talk to him anymore. (laughs) You know, after he dropped that on them, as they say, dropped that sign, he said, look, man, this is it. This is going to happen. It's not going to rain. It's because of you, and you married that woman, and you're doing all this evil. God says, I'm shutting up the heaven just to show you something. And so when you have to give that message, you're not going to be very popular to the person that you're giving that message to. Ahab, it was, Ahab had made people everywhere sign a document that said, I don't know where Elijah is. See, God hid Elijah. He said, go over here. He said, don't worry about it. I got you covered. But he made everybody sign a document saying, don't hide Elijah, and I don't know where he is. Because that's how how much trouble, how much persecution that that, that, uh, Elijah was under. Now, let's go down to verse 3. Ahab called Obadiah, which was the governor of the house. Now, Obadiah feared the Lord greatly, for it was so when who? Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord. Who cut off the prophets? Jezebel's rough. Jezebel's rough. Jezebel cut off the, proper, the prophets of the Lord, bet that Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them by 50 in a cave and fed them with bread and water. See, Obadiah, even though he was a governor, he said, look, man, I fear God. You know, God always has people yes. in every place. Oh, yeah. He always has somebody in a position to help his people. And this is what Obadiah did, didn't he not? And as Obadiah was in the way, behold, Elijah met him. Verse 7, he went, he knew him, and fell on his face and said, Art thou that my Lord Elijah? And he answered him, I am. Go tell thy Lord. Behold, Elijah is here. You know, because they've been looking for Elijah. And, God, God, and Elijah said, well, God told me, go talk to Ahab. Hey, go tell your man I'm here verse 8, and he answered him, I am, go and tell it, verse 9, and he said, where, what have I sinned that thou wouldest deliver thy servant into the hand of Ahab to slay me? See, let's keep reading. And the Lord thy God liveth, there is no nation or kingdom whether my Lord hath not sent to seek thee. And when they said he is not there, he took an oath of the kingdom and nation that they found thee not. And now thou sayest, go and tell thy Lord, behold, Elijah is here. Let's go down to 16. See, Elijah had a way of disappearing. See, Elijah lived in a different world. A different world. God needed him somewhere, he was there. God, he'd be ha- handling his business, all of a sudden he is not there anymore. And everybody had, knew that reputation about Elijah. And Obadiah said, hey, man, you're gonna disappear again, and everybody's gonna know where you are, and I'm gonna look stupid, and they're gonna kill me. He said, no, don't worry. I'm telling you this because God told me to go tell Ahab something. Now let's go down to 16. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. Now look at that. The king came to meet him because the king understood who really Elijah was. He just didn't like what Elijah was saying, and Jezebel hated him. You know, you can't go home to Jezebel and, and hang out with the prophets. No, I'm sorry. I should have brought my pen again to drop. Verse 17 said, And it came to pass, when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth of Israel? And Elijah, and he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house, in that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed who? Balaam. Verse 19, Now therefore send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel, And the prophets of Baal, 450. And the prophets of the groves, 400. Which eat at whose table? Jezebel Jezebel sponsored these churches. Say that one more time. Jezebel sponsored these prophets and these churches. They signed up with Jezebel, they were prophets of the state. And they signed up and said, oh, Jezebel, what do we want to preach today? They preach something, and Jezebel would send a document and says, oh, no, you can't preach that. That's not part of what we're doing up here in the capital. The <laughs> question is, where's Elijah? And do we need an Elijah today? Yes. See, he was a mouthpiece for reform, and he didn't mind being that mouthpiece but you can't be a mouthpiece for reform unless you've been reformed. Amen. So let's, keep, let's, let's read some exciting part about Elijah. Let's keep it 18 and go down to verse 21 if you would. Mercy. It's already, 1 Kings 18. Let's go to 21. See, he had called all the prophets. He said, you state preachers, come on down here to Mount Carmel." And remember, Elijah didn't do anything that God didn't tell him to do. His, he, didn't, he didn't have this arrogancy about him that I'm just going to do this because I thought this was a good idea. No. He was going to stand before the king and all the state preachers. I'm sorry, all the prophets of Baal. That, that'd be better. Everybody sleep well with that. Verse 21, Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long will you halt between what? He came to the people. He see he was going to deal with the prophets. He was going to deal with the government. He was going to deal with them. But he came to the people and said, How long will you halt between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him, but if Baal, then follow him. And just like people, what did they say? Answer him not a word. I I don't know. I ain't go to work. (laughs) Doesn't that see? Do you understand why he asked the question, where's Elijah? We're living in these days. Who's going to stand for the right? You can't stand for the right until you have given your right to life up to him. You have to be dead in Christ. Because there's going to be something that, if you're not, something in your character with the, the, the flaw that you have, you're going to become afraid. You ha- when you stand before these prophets, you'll be afraid if you have not already died. If you have not already had the experience that Elijah had the trust, the obedience, the connection. Oh, but when you have those, you get to stand before kings. And not in your own power, but the power of God. But you can't stand now because we're failing at the small things. We're so going to go to Mount Karma. We can't get over the small things. We are gonna get over them though. Mm-hmm. See, when we talk, to, when we pre- teach. <laughs> when we teach, it's not a message of discouragement. It's what we're going to be. Mm-hmm. See, we are right here, but that's not where he's leaving us. If he wanted to leave us, he would never tell us this account. He would say, All right, "Just go, be in the darkness." He said, "I'm trying to pull you from where you are to where you're going to be, and I'm gonna show you where you're going to be." And you should say, thank you, Lord, for you didn't leave me here. You're bringing me there. So that's why you don't leave here all depressed and say, I'm a terrible person. You'll realize that you'll need need help from God. And the help is there. The help has been waiting. The help has been willing. The help wants to give you everything that you need, and we just have to grab on it. All right, let's go back to 18. Verse 22, then said Elijah to the people, I, even I, only remain a prophet of the Lord. What happens when that happens? You okay with that? Start, sometimes in your own household, you're the only prophet of Baal. I mean, only prophet of God. We've been prophets of Baal. Sometimes in your own family, you might end up being the what? The only prophet for God. Is that Okay. Because let me tell you something. If you can't do that, don't try to go to Mount Carmel. Because you will be the only one out there. Now let's keep reading. Then Elijah said unto the people, I, even I alone, only, remain a prophet unto the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let them, therefore, give us two bullocks, and let them choose one bullock for themselves. He would said, I'm going to make this all to their advantage. <laughs> so you'll know who God really is. It might look that they have the advantage. But with God, you are the advantage. Amen? Amen? He said, and cut it into pieces and lay it on wood and put no fire under it. And I will dress the other bullock and lay it on wood and put no fire under And call ye on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answereth by fire, let him what? Be God. Let him be God. He said, hey, you've been halting between two opinions. Here's a test. And your test came from God now. He didn't make this test up. Because when you stand like this, you better be connected, and you better be obedient, and it's better be coming from God. Because you're going to need the, the evidence right quick. So he said, look, here's a test, you people who like to do this. Here's all the advantages is to you. Now, go ahead. Verse 29, it came to pass... When midday was passed, and they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, that there was neither voice nor any to answer, nor any that regarded. Now, that was funny. Now, we're not going to read all of it because inside of that, you know, Elijah starts being a little smart at it. <laughs> hey, wake him up. Maybe your guy's asleep. See, that's the confidence he had in his God. He knew there was no other God going to be exemplified or or, 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 or evidenced during this particular trial. He knew that because God promised him. So he said, okay. Evening sacrifice, verse 30. And Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him, and he 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 repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. See, that was the problem. The way of God had been broken down. The way of God was not being followed. So he repaired, what? The old waste places. You see why? In Malachi it says, I'll bring the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children. He said, it's time to rebuild the old waste places. So he, lay, he kneeled down and started repairing the altar of the Lord. And Elijah took 12 stones. According to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob unto whom the 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 word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench about the altar, as great as would contain two measures of seed. He said, look, he taught at every point in this exercise that when Malachi had said, remember the law of Moses. He said, I need you to go back to that. So he picked up the stones. How many stones did he pick up? Why? He went back. He went back. And he built it. Now let's, let's go over down to 36. It came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things. How? At thy word. So what was it all about? It was God's word. It was having the people to see who God was based upon some things that God told Elijah to do. Where's Elijah today? Verse 37, hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God and, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. And then what happened? then the fire of the Lord fell. How is the fire of the Lord going to fall if we don't have an Elijah? Where's the proof going to come if we don't have anybody standing for the right? Because it's important that someone stands. It's important that a collective body stands. Because we need the fire of the Lord to come down. Now what happened when the fire of the Lord came down? And consumed the burnt sacrifice, and the wood, and the stones, and the dust, and lit up the water that was in the trench. Everything was consumed. See, they were just hoping that they'd get some trinklings from their God and the sacrifice, the bullock would be burned up. Everything in the general vicinity got nuked. And God blessed us. He blessed Elijah. And this was the purpose of the whole thing in verse 39. And when all the people saw it, what did they do? They fell on their faces and said, The Lord, he is the God. The Lord He is the God. Do we have anybody saying that today? We got to have people say that today. And it starts with us. The Lord, he is the God. The Lord, he is the God. We got to believe it like Elijah believed it. Because the darkness is spreading. Oh, but great light is coming. And that's what's so exciting about it. The great light is coming. And it's starting, it's burning in you right now. That candle is starting to get a little gas now. You know, we have a little wick candle. Oh, it's about to be propane now. He's gonna turn it up in each and every one of us. And we're gonna be a glorious light to this world. Yes, we'll be persecuted. Eh. Who wasn't? But we gotta start understanding that we must have faith we must be obedient, we must be connected, and we cannot be afraid. We cannot be afraid. We cannot be afraid. Let me tell you what happened to Oh Elijah. Go to 2 Kings, chapter 2. Something happened to Elijah. See, this is no big thing to Elijah because Elijah had been in this realm for a long time. That's why he got this reputation of disappearing on people. Well, this time he disappeared for quite a while. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 11. And it came to pass, as they still went on, he and Elisha, and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. You think that reward was pretty good? You think he was worried about Ahab any longer? You think he was worried about the people not knowing, be people mad at him because he told them to straighten up? No, this chariot of fire came and got him. And his protege, Elisha, saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took hold on his clothes and rent them in two pieces. What a wonderful day that was for Elisha and Elijah. What happens if you saw that today? The chariot of Israel coming. You ever heard the song, Swing Low? (laughs) The chariot is coming now for those who will obey, for those who will be Elijah, because Elijah represented those who will be alive and remain. We know that, right? You know why we know that? Because Elijah showed up a little little later in the story. (laughs) Somebody named Jesus, y'all heard of him. He, He was standing on a mountain, and Elijah showed up again, didn't he? So Elijah is doing all right today. Are we going to be Elijah? We got a question. How much time y'all got? (laughs) Watch this unpopular. (laughs) Sister Mildred took an unpopular position. (laughs) Sister Mildred, you're the only one to say anything. (laughs) I got to go. Uh, Well, sister, we're going to give it a shot. Luke chapter 1. It won't be long. If you got somewhere to go, I hope it's to a nursing home. I hope it's to your grandmother's house. I hope it's somewhere you're feeding the hungry today. You're visiting the sick and the shut-in. That's why I hope you're going if you got to go. But if you got to go because you're hungry and you want to go home and lay down, hold on just a little while longer because you're supposed to be part of the Elijah message. There was another Elijah that showed up. You remember who he was? Luke chapter 1. Verse thirteen says, "But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name Who? Amen. Sisters, y'all just know this, cause y'all been studying this. Amen. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. Amen." This was another Elijah coming. And it's, Sister Jerry, it's very interesting that he would mention health. Mm-hmm. Gee, the, father, I mean, the God sent his angels and said, Look, man, there's a diet for Elijah. Oh, it's really going to get quiet now. <laughs> See, there's a discipline to Elijah in your diet. He so he told he told his father he said look no 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 wine or strong drink for this one because he's got a, I got a purpose for him. What did he eat in the wilderness? Locusts. There was a discipline to his diet. Why? Because as my, my oldest son once told me, why is Christianity the only religion that don't understand the connection between the physical and the spiritual? every other major religion understands that christianity used to understand some some the the pagan christianity understands that they got something called Lent. i'm getting closer to god for 40 days so i will give up chocolate Mm -hmm. you know it used to be just catholic but now it's all her daughters and everybody but there's a direct connection so he said Make sure you feed this boy this. Don't let him have this because Elijah's message is coming through him and I need a clean temple to do it. Amen. Verse 16, and many of the children of Israel shall be, he turned to the Lord their God, and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people for what purpose? prepared. So Elijah's was, message was what? To prepare for the Lord. John the Baptist' message, prepare for the Lord. What about us? Let's read a little bit more about John, Matthew 3. We're going to be going home just a second. Hold on. Matthew 3. Verse 1, in those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and what did John the Baptist message? And saying repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Wasn't that the same message Elijah had? For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah saying the voice of one crying in the wilderness prepare ye the way of the Lord make his path straight. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair and leathern girdle about his loins and his meat was locusts and wild honey. Isn't that wonderful? Mm-hmm. So that was a health message back then. But that's something else. We can't talk about that today. Okay. Then went out of, of, up to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region around about Jordan and were baptized of him in Jordan confessing their sins. See, the message of Elijah came through him and pointed out that there was an error in the person's life. Just because the message points out error, don't get mad at the message or the messenger. Many people were saved because John the Baptist stood firm for the Lord. He stood there and he cried out as instructed by God, hey, repent because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, how you're living currently will not get you into the kingdom. How you're thinking currently, how you're acting currently are not kingdom-bound activities you're participating in. Someone has to be not participating in them and also be willing to stand for them. And God tells you, I need you to give this message. He automatically expects you to be the message. Verse 11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand. And he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the shaft with unquenchable fire. That's a hard message you hear on Sabbath, isn't it? John gave that message every day. He stood there in, it seemed to be defiance of the church, but he stood there in the power of God. Pharisees came out, Sadducees came out, because they were losing members. What's up with you, John? You know, they, some of them came out because they realized what he was saying was true, and some of them wanted to hook up with him so when Christ really came, they would be partners with him. You ever see businessmen like that? Always trying to you know, hook up. Let me just stand. I don't want to be you. I just want to stand next to you. And that's how we approach God most of the time. I don't want to be holy. I just want to stand next to the holy so I can be counted holy when it needs to be counted holy. Where's Elijah today? Last scripture. Revelation chapter 18. There's a message to be given today. And he wants to know, will you wanna, would you give it for him? God wants to know this morning, will you give this message for him? This Revelation 18 message, will you give it for him? 18, beginning at 1. After these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having what? Great power. What else? And the earth was lightened with his glory. This message is going out with great power and great light. Will you give it? Is the question. He said, I just need somebody to give it because I've already given you great power. You're just not using it. I've given you great light, but you, you, you don't use it. But he said, this message, this angel, this message is going out with great power and great light, and this message is, and he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, the greatest fallen is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful what? Babylon. Bird. Will you give that message for him? Yes. Ma'am. Will you give Babylon that message? It's easy for us to give that message to one another because you got like-minded people, yes. and we can all stand around in one circle and talk about, "Oh, the Lord good, Lord good." Yeah. <laughs> but now we have to go tell Babylon, mm-hmm. "It's fallen." Will you give that message? Is the question. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And the kings of earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying what? Hey, come out of her, my people. It doesn't start by you walking out of the church. It starts you walking out of you, out of yourself. It starts by being like Elijah, trusting, obeying, Listening, following the voice of God, no matter what it might appear. When he left Ahab, he was going to a desert place. And then God told him, I'm going to have birds feed you. Don't you have to have a little trust for that? <laughs> God asked you to leave your job, you freak out. <laughs> no, I ain't going to eat. Uh-huh. I left the job 16 years ago? Do I look like I haven't eaten? little bit too much, so maybe. Do you understand? When are you going to let God do what he said he would do? But you have to trust him. It's not easy holding on to yourself. Maybe he ought to have a calamity come in your life where you can't do nothing about it, then you'll call on him. He does that from time to time, but he would rather not do that. He would rather you walk in the front door. We stand here as a witness. He is able. So just accept his word. Because he wants you to do this. But he says, I need you to come out of her, my people. Why? That ye be not partakers of her sins, And receive none of her what? See, partakers of sin mean when we're in it, we're partaking of it. We call it benefits. But we're partaking of the sin. We are practicing. We are participating. He said, I need you to come out of her so you won't do that. Because the people who do that, the second part of that was what? Receive none of her plagues. Because there's some problems with, with doing that. There's some results to participating in the sin. Amen? Amen. We have testimony of that. You got all kind of stuff out there now, don't you? You got. Mm. That's hard, Lord. See, when we participate in a not, thus saith the Lord, we end up with broken families. We end up with unwed mothers. We end up with diseases that they they can't even figure out a cure for. We end up with churches not being the light of God. That's why God said, I need you to stop participating in that and tell Babylon it's fallen. But you got to come out of her in order to do it. We come out of here where? Right here. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. See, now is the time. See, we've been waiting on God. You know, some of us have been waiting on God to destroy people. You know, well, ain't it time to destroy them yet, Lord? They've been, it's almost that time, but we don't go at it that way. We say, Lord, give them a little more time, because we got to hear this message. We've been soft. We've been laxed. We have been been not living up to what God asked us to be. And God, we apologize, Lord. We've wasted your time because these people need to hear this. We need to hear this. Because God is remembering their iniquities now. Here's some encouragement. You don't have to turn to it, but we're going to read it anyway. James, chapter Lord have mercy. Five. In verse 17, they talked about this man, Elijah. Elias was a man subject to like passions, as we are. So don't be discouraged. Don't say, oh, he was better than me. God's looking for Elijah in you. He had problems too, didn't he? So you can read in those chapters, we said read, Elijah ran after what he just did with these, he took off. Why? He was afraid of Jezebel. Who's not afraid of Jezebel? I want you know a man named Jehu. Read about Jehu. And what was so funny about it, uh, 30 seconds, it was so funny. Jehu came into the town. See, God had told Jezebel going to be thrown out and eaten by dogs. And so when all this was going down, Jehu came in and, and, and the town and she saw Jehu. Now you know what Jezebel did? What Jezebel always does, when she sees a man she's trying to, to manipulate, what what she do? She put on her eye makeup. She put on, the Lord said she painted her face. She, she braided her hair. She, she, she dolled, dolled herself up. Because that's what Jezebel does. Oh, But she, she didn't understand Jehu and the boys that were with him. Now it's funny because Jehu came in and said, Who's on my side? And they were two or three eunuchs. Eunuch has no need for a dolled up woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they responded like that. See, 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 there was, if you make yourself, now, now let me clarify. clarify. When you have control over that, by God's mercy and grace, I don't want nobody going out and mutilating themselves. <laughs> <laughs> when you have control over that, man, there's a lot of things you don't go through. And them eunuchs, man, I wish you, bro, throw out the window. <laughs> <laughs> because there was no temptation. She couldn't tempt them. Y'all know what a eunuch is, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A non-performing male they threw her out the window why? because there was nothing let us have the mind of Elijah Amen. amen he was subject to like passions as we were and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth for the space of three years and six months and he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit Now, if he can do it, why can't you? He put himself in a position where God could use him. He started to say, Lord, not me, but you. What do you want me to do? Help me not to look upon myself. I'm not worried about what I'm going to eat or where I'm going to go or where you're going to place me. I am your humble servant. I will do what you ask me to do. So he humbly went to a widow's place. He humbly went to the king Ahab. He humbly went, stood before the prophets of Baal. He always realized something, that this was God's work and not his. He needed a light. God needed a light to shine because it was so dark. John the Baptist was living in a time that it was so dark that somebody needed to hear, repent, and believe the gospel. We live in a time. Somebody needs to hear, come out of her, my people. Will you be that people? Will we be that people? Remember how you get there? It's not by power, it's not by might. It's but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Are you willing to give your heart up to the Lord today? Are you willing to say, Yes, you must increase and I must decrease? Are you willing to stand for the truth in the face of all mankind? and not be afraid of what may happen. This is where we are today. Is it dark out there? Man, we got stuff that's just bat crazy. But there's a powerful light about to be shown and God wants to use you to show it. Will you be willing? He's able. He just needs you to be willing. Be willing and obedient and God will be glorified in that obedience, amen? Let's pray.